Good afternoon, and welcome to Kicking with Evelyn. This evening, we're going to resume our talk on how and who were the people of Africa that was transported across the world. <clears throat> the name of the organization was called the Transatlantic Trade. It became well organized further on, but initially, it began with the Portuguese in the 1400s when they traveled the west coast of Africa in search of gold and founded the kingdom of Benin and Congo. While they were in Benin, they taught the native Africans how to grow sugar, and they discovered that they found a much more valuable commodity in the African workers than the goal that they were looking for. The tribes that were mostly taken from the west coast of Africa came from many kingdoms, such as the Mali, the Ghana, the Sanjahai, but it also came from indigenous tribal areas depending on the native inhabitants of that land. Some of the larger groups of people taken were from Angola, initially. These people were called the Mundundo people, and they were basically taken to Brazil. Their influence there was so high that they initially influenced and encouraged and developed their own style of martial arts, which still exists to the day. Another group of people that came from Benin, the area in which they first settled, were called the Yoruba people. Most of these people went to South and North America, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, St. Lucia, Trinidad, and Tobago. Next we have the Igbo people. They were from Nigeria. Slavery had subsided somewhat in that area, the selling a captive of slaves, that is. And now the use of palm oil was readily provided and necessary as well in the European countries. They too were a large ethnicity of people. We have the Bangkokongos. They were from Central Africa. These people came mostly from the Congo, the Angola area. Then you have the Fon, the F-O-N. They came from Benin, Togo, Nigeria, and also some of the Yoruba people were involved in this group. In this group of indigenous people, we had what we call the Amazon female warriors. They were queens that were army soldiers that battled and fought for their land and their territory. Next, we have the Mandi. These were called the farm people, and these people were the ones taken basically to Trinidad and then Haiti. The larger group next is the Fulani. It is the largest group of the original people to the continent of Africa, and they're spread over a wide portion of the continent. Next, we have the Wolof. These people came from the <clears throat> Senegal. Gambia, and the Mauritania area. Then next we have the Shamra people that came from basically Nigeria and the Cameroon. 
how these people came to the United or the New World was by various means. The first group of people who initially started to bring people and were given authority over most African slave trade were the Portuguese. As we discuss in the early 1440s, Portuguese traveled the west coast of Africa. They established a sugarcane plantation there, and they discovered that slavery and the Africans were much better useful in that production. By 1580, the Portuguese had claimed Brazil, and they had transferred their sugar industry from the west coast of Africa all the way to the South American place called Brazil. Within a few decades, <clears throat> the Europeans had transferred and converted the style of sugar plantations to this area. Brazil was a very complex social structure. You had Portuguese and the Negroes. And the old agrarian system of land equity became undermined by the introduction of slavery. The Jews were expelled and persecuted and massacred in Portugal. But what they didn't realize was that the Jews were the most educated and wealthy inhabitants on the Portuguese planet. But it was a little too late. The European explorers, traders, exploited the political instability in Africa to generate additional colonies. Most of the slaves before the 1670, that is, was transported through the English West Indies to the Chesapeake Bay area in Virginia. After the Portuguese, you have the Spanish. Christopher Columbus was one of the ones who came in 1492. But Christopher Columbus came in discovery for Spain, not Portugal, but he came from Portuguese, so he was a Portuguese himself. Spain, during the earlier times, was known as a Muslim country. Spain attempted to travel and explore what we call La Florida, which was the Gulf Coast of the United States, which consisted of the states of Florida, Georgia, and South and North Carolina, which South and North Carolina was one big, large mass of land at that particular time. That was the Spanish who came. Then we have the French. The French also came layers later and discovered St. Helena, a piece of land on the Carolina coast that Spain had founded but abandoned several years down the road. But that was called St. Helena, which was in South Carolina. At the same time, when France came, they founded the West Indian Islands of St. Croix, St. Christopher, Guadalupe, St. Martin, Martinique, Tortuga, St. Bartholomew, St. Maria, St. Lucia, Grenada, and St. Golan. Several years later, another French explorer, Jean Reboux, he left France with 30 settlers and established a colony in Port Royal, South Carolina. And he too traversed 
the same territory as some of the Spanish traveled in earlier times. But they settled the continent. Now here comes England. The English came to the continent in earliest 1562 when Sir Francis Drake arrived with 20 slaves who were sold for food by a pirate ship that carried 50 to 60 slaves aboard. Some of the slaves were sold for food and by the time they arrived in Virginia there was only about 20 of the slaves left and these were the, some of the first slaves that arrived. However, during that particular time, also Sir Walter Raleigh was sent to Cali in 1584, and that's when we discovered Roanoke, Virginia. And in 1606, two different companies were established just to serve these purposes, to go to the various colonies in America, but these were bootleg companies. They were not, quote, official companies. You will call the London Company and the Plymouth Company. And they were hired to transport Europeans to settle new colonies within the United World that they had founded, which wasn't united at the time, but to establish such a foundation as they would become states eventually. That was in the early 1600s. In the mid-1612, the tobacco industry was introduced into the New World. And as a result, many other companies like the Royal African Company, they came and brought Spanish who were authorized only to transport Africans to the Spanish Americas and to Great Britain. After England, you had the Dutch. And most of the Dutch came and settled the New England areas, such as New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania in that area, and Vermont and Rhode Island and Massachusetts and Connecticut. But various other types of ships landed in these areas and brought colonists from Europe to come into the New World to establish certain colonies. Tobacco lasted for a little while, but with the introduction of sugarcane in Brazil and in the Caribbean, sugarcane became more predominant in the New World than tobacco did. The trade existed in the mid-1600s exclusively from Europe. The transatlantic slave trade evolved with a port in Europe. In Europe, the majority of the merchants there were very much responsible for these trade being set up exclusively. They were the ones who organized the companies, had the boats made, hired the workers, and paid them to go and make these trips. And these trips were made under numerous occasions to the United States directly through. What was going on was Europe was providing all of the goodies for trade and everything that was provided along the way. The merchants would go to Africa with the new trade from Europe. They would then come to the Caribbean and deposit their shipment there and await further trade to the United States or I keep saying United States, the New World.
That's how the trade ran, from Europe to Africa, from Africa to the Caribbean to America. That was the triangle trade. And the countries that were involved in this exploration were many, but Europe had the biggest control for the longest period of time. That stopped in about the late 1700s, and at that time, more than 10 to 12 million Africans had been transported from the continent. The continent was pretty much deprived and stripped of all of its resources and its people. And these 12 million plus who survived the transatlantic, the middle passage to America, to, Af to America, to Europe, to Asia, to China, and various other countries. These individuals have been placed in every continent of the world to demonstrate their durability. They have now arrived in a foreign land, in a foreign place, on foreign soil with foreign people. How and where do we go from here? Our next episodes will talk and begin with arriving here in America in the beginning, but also in the Caribbean. Because the Caribbean was the founding, holding area. And many of our people came through that area because of the sugarcane industry. And once we came to America, another industry was changed. The large demand for labor created slavery to a degree that when people arrived here on the coast of the New World between the mid-1600s and the late 1700s, more Africans had been stripped from the continent. There was no native indigenous people left except for a few inland tribes. Now we're coming to America, and the scattering of the people is the next venture that we will ensue. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for your time. I hope that you've enjoyed this session and that we will get together real soon to pick up from this point. We've taken you to West Africa. We've brought you to the kingdoms of West Africa. We're now taking you over the Atlantic Ocean to the New World. Who were taken and who took them? Now let's see how they were dispersed and under what conditions the whole world will have to endure for more than the last 400 years. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this session.